0: Sit back, relax, and let's start the motherfucking beat. Now it is. Why would you get electrocuted?
1: <laughs> you are a Bennett Howell.
0: I'm not going to electrocute you. Oh, okay. I would never do that. Make you sure you talk into you it. You
1: only had you only had one microphone when you were here last time. Yeah, I know. I don't think this apartment's big enough for two microphones. You might, I might have to do go into the hallway. Yeah, no, <laughs> We're fine. We're good. Hello out there in the ether land. Is the internet called the ether? Is that just radio? You can call it whatever the fuck you want. It sounds
0: like it's there's... it's it's trans. it It's, be, oh, it's it'll it'll a be... trans ether? <laughs> it'll be whatever it wants to be.
1: Stoned trannies. I'll take it. <laughs> I just, just go out in Pittsburgh or the whole it's trisexual the whole... state area. It's the whole... <laughs> the whole world. It's the whole world? Yeah. Then I can't say anything nasty about Alan Cummings. I don't, uh, Never I, mind. I hope Alan Cummings. Please Cummins edit is, that out. Just be like, Mer, Cummings. <laughs> I hope Alan Cummings isn't Okay. <laughs> I won't get that part in Cabaret on the West End if he hears this. <laughs> All, right. Uh, All right. So. so yeah. You're sitting in my living room. Yeah. On a raft. Uh-huh. That you bought at Target.
0: Yes, I, I have my, my air mattress. Well, that she floats in
1: the middle of the night and he's completely flat on the floor. I just had to say it, although it's not true.
0: <laughs> that has not happened. I'll tell you what this $23 air mattress from Target is it's incredible. Awesome. It's a good deal. Go to Target and get, get yourself an air mattress if you need one. I'm using it as a
1: bulletproof vest when I go in and out of my building from now on.
0: <laughs> they are a lot cheaper than I thought they were. I, who knew?
1: And it has a pump. Yeah, it comes with a pump, $23 with the pump. It's really quite, it's quite, you have to use it, you don't have to use a hair dryer. Because <laughs> as you know, I only wear wigs, so there is no blow dryer in my apartment. Because <laughs> they will melt. All right.
0: Okay. So I oh, think I we're her. off to a good start here. Everything's looking like it's pretty good. So I'm going to do my okay. voice intro. Okay. And then we'll get I'll into it. No. You can talk. Hello and welcome to Start the Beat with Sykes. I'm Miss Sykes and this is my podcast. Before we get started, I just wanted to take a quick moment to thank everyone who checked out last week's episode and the past few years of episodes. If you're one of the people that have been listening, I hope you enjoyed the conversations and thanks so much for listening. But for those of you out there who are new to the show, welcome. Please feel free to make yourselves at home. And as always... There's beer and soda in the fridge. Yes, there is, because I can't fit my Chinese food in there. (laughs) Shout outs to the lovely people at Single Cut Brewing and Astoria for hooking me up with all that beer that is now filling my uncle's fridge.
1: And the free sandwiches from Starbucks that they throw out at night that I bring home.
0: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, and if you haven't already figured it out, I am sitting here today in The heart of... uh, Times
1: Square. Yeah, kind of sandwiched between Times Square and Hell's Kitchen. But it is where they drop the ball. It is. And soon the bomb with (laughs) Donald Trump. (laughs) Probably my
0: uncle Timmy slash Aunt Tina at a lovely apartment where we recorded a... (laughs) Your apartment, where well, we recorded an episode probably about three years ago or so. You're it was one of that the, long ago? You were one of the first people I did. It was I had several
1: a, girlfriends back. <laughs>
0: okay. oh, um, it's a good thing. For none you. Of, it's a good thing. Not none to of, confuse the listeners. It's a good thing none of them listen to this. Oh, that's good. <laughs> Let's dish now.
1: <laughs> I never liked her. No.
0: <laughs> um. Yes. I want to actually, I should have looked this up prior, but... Um, just it's, in case you're curious, uh, cause wait, wait, there's no internet access in here right now. I can't So look it we up. did
1: all that for nothing, all that talking? No, no, we're fine. No. What the, about the pre-monologue before your introduction?
0: Oh no, no. Was that's that recorded fine. Too? I was oh. just going to look up what number episode you were cause I don't remember, but I oh, know. Oh,
1: I know because my therapist plays it in meetings. Oh, it's number 006 and it's very popular at Calvin Lord Mental Health. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's true. He uses that. He uses things like, you can't, girls, you can't put pink icing on everything. You know, because it's Tranny Central for New York, Cal and Lord, And they all listen to it. When I walk in there, they go, you're Tina Bonet. Your nephew is Brian. (sighs) He literally it at meetings because it deals with, you know, PTSD. Yeah. Which is pink traumatic stress disorder in my case. <laughs> so for those of you who maybe missed
0: that conversation, mm. I would recommend going back and listening to that to get yes. some. Because I don't want to get back into all the family shit and everything. No,
1: but but it is good to do I that.
0: I think a, a lot of people that don't know me very well or don't know a whole would lot about know. my. We never know. We
1: never guess. That don't Brian. know
0: about my family. Because you're so healthy. Should listen to that. A lot of people are like, hey, we know what's up with your family. I get don't really the really pink talk about
1: it. Box out. but
0: a lot of it is in that and the it's first, heavy. the first episode that we did. Um, you know, for those again that don't know,
1: big slice of pink cake and a box of pink Kleenex,
0: you're gonna need it. <laughs> my uncle Timmy's pretty much the only uh, same member of my family, alive, active one that I talk about, yeah, yeah, the only one that's alive, not missing, or <laughs> <laughs> fucking whatever. Jesus Christ, anyways, we're not gonna get into all that today. It's just
1: a miracle we're alive, that's all we're gonna say. I don't
0: We'll do some general updates okay. how you've been and the current situation of the world. There's all kinds of crazy oh my things God. going Donald on. Donald Trump
1: was up the street from you, as you know, Brian. <laughs> yes. You could spit from my roof and like hit his orange Cheeto head. <laughs> now, um yes.
0: I guess one of the, the first things we want to start on is and we I touched on this kind of earlier. Um in the weekend, I've been here for oh. like the past four or five days. I
1: know, but
0: um, I can And I'm leaving tomorrow. Yeah. I, I'm leaving in less than twelve hours, and we're getting this in now. But um, and you won't be sleeping. Yes, yeah. I'm gonna try not to sleep and and miss the bus. But um, so the the all these recent, uh, <clears throat> yes. all the coming out with all of the sexual harassments and rapes. I am and, very
1: uh, upset. Yeah, I'm upset because no one's ever asked me to do anything. How rude! <laughs> Christ. (laughs) I mean, please, not even get a cup of coffee. No one's ever, I feel so left out. I am on the Z list, obviously. No, I've had things happen to me, but they were by mafia people, you know, because I date a lot of mafia men, Brian. I mean, let's face it. Oh my God, I said it on your show. I'm not naming the names. It's the two biggest families, both of their nephews and grandsons. But you know, they would kill me. But in the entertainment business, you know, I'm a funny queen. That's a different thing. You know, I mean, I've had record albums thrown at me. Thank you, Madonna. I think so, Seymour, things like that. But no, no sexual stuff in the business. Just by people that, you know, support the business, mafia people. Yeah. But not in the business itself. So, not in the business itself. Yeah. Now, like, we bring it up, and it was really quick for you to make, like, a,
0: a funny joke about it, you know? Yes. And I think it, you, it comes from that that. I don't want to call it old school mentality, but that's the way it seems. A lot of younger people, when you bring up these things, there's no joking about it. There's no light-heartedness. how boring is
1: that? Just because Joan Rivers is dead, someone has to carry the <laughs> self depreciating torch. Yeah, I don't know. Like, what? What is your in like your
0: input on this? Like, I know, like, because you'll use words like. Tranny and things like Tranny's that. Tranny's
1: good for us. We're not. But there's people that are, you know, stupid. in their early 20s who are that, dumb that would be very offended by that. Because they didn't live through this shit. <laughs> we also use fag and queer and dyke. We have lived through this. These are self empowering for us. Tranny first, that so the invention of tranny is from Kate Bornstein's people. It's like us in Australia. Like in the 60s. Yeah. I mean, honey, my friend Marcia P. Johnson described herself as a tranny activist. She threw, can I swear? Yeah. She threw the fucking brick at Stonewall. Look her up. Marsha P. Johnson. The P is for pay it no mind. And she started an organization called STAR, which was called Street Transvestites Activists Revolt and she's a tranny. This is a word we use. And say, oh, no. It's like when people attack you, they call you tranny. Honey, I've been gay bashed. No one ever called me a tranny. They call me a fucking faggot and a fucking freak. I mean, people will attack you and call you fucking gay. Should we stop using that word? I mean, what? No, sorry. Now, if someone doesn't like it, that's their deal. But as far as I'm concerned, I'm right there with RuPaul and Lady Bunny. You know, call me whatever you want. Just call me.
0: <laughs> and, you know, I think for a lot of people, uh, didn't have
1: the experience
0: it's I had. To live through it. No. Well, that you had and the experience that I had growing up. Sure. Around this. Yes. You know what I mean? You know, There's bigger
1: battles than that.
0: You know, and I think it's so weird for me to see these people that, you know, are just. Never lived through like, it. Like, they're starting to experience this shit now. Yeah. And it's like I've like lived through this through you sure. in a way my sure. whole life. You sure. know, for 30 years. Sure. And it's just like, I guess everybody experiences things in their own ways. And granted, I'm a straight white male, so I have no comment on anything. But you it's always interesting to see yeah. uh like basically you are like the the pillar and my gateway to that lifestyle <laughs> I'm not PC I'm PR, you know a- <laughs> and I grew up through that so now sure, yeah. whenever I see the people that are in my peer group and yeah, younger yeah, yeah. and how like sensitive they are, it's really hard for me because it's like everybody that I've known prior to this that I like people that like you and people that I've met through you, we wear our scars like badges. Yeah, we reclaim it's just like
1: it's like reclaiming words. Listen the word queer Brian in my day. Oh, my mother, if anyone ever said the word queer, don't you dare say that, my son is gay. As you do know, uh-huh. every college across America and Europe has queer studies. The, the newest thing is not transgender, well, transgender is an umbrella term. I mean, the newest word is gender queer. Our queer gender, that's what all the kids are, like Mariah and, and it's Cyrus, whatever her name was on the big wrecking ball. I mean, she identifies <laughs> – Miley Cyrus. Whatever her name is. I, after Madonna, darling, it's a bit blurry. You know, I, a lot of anti-acids in the 80s. But um, no, that's um, – you would never use that word. Of course you use it, you know, now. You know, it, it's, it, it, just, it depends what feels comfortable for you. But in New York, please, I have an iHeart Tranny shirt. You know, from a straight club where right, the lap dance at the Blue Angel. It wasn't a bad thing for us. And can I add, in London, England, which is where London is. I think we know where London well, is. I'm just making sure. You know, you never know these days. But um, <laughs> until kids get free college, vote Bernie 2020. Until then, it's uh, they put E on the end of everything in London. So – If they see a ghost, they go, oh my God, did you see a ghostie? If they're hungry, do you have an extra Sandy in the bag? And trans people in London are just all called trannies because they add Ys on everything. And the word tranny originated in Australia. So there you are. It was probably like Kate Bornstein said. Look her up. She's older than uh-uh, me, and <laughs> it's hard to believe. I know, but she's you know old queen from way back, and she's like it came from Australia. Trans people said so it's went, oh tranny. They put a Y on it. No one was beating anyone up. That was just. It was like an endearing phrase. Sure. And if you don't like it, fine, but you ain't taking it away from me. never the big stink that everyone, all the PC people, you know, there's a lot of PC police who sit at home on their computers and try to dictate what people are allowed to say or do. Well fuck that shit. I mean if if you're fine with that, but I'm not. I mean unlike Bonnie and RuPaul are like it's an endearing term. I mean look at the N-word. I mean a lot of black people use that word as an endearing term and so do we. But if someone says, oh, don't, uh, don't call me trans, it's say, okay, fine. What do you like? I like, you know, trans woman. Okay, fine. I like chick with a dick, but whatever works for you, bitch.
0: <laughs> I think that, you know, I guess it is, <laughs> it's important to, you know, uh, it's important to, you know, respect other people's wishes. But exactly. I think it's really hard whenever you're trying to be open with your peers and it's like you're already getting enough shit from people outside of your group. There's to, much bigger battles. To get shit from people inside your group well, because of, you know, vocabulary that you choose to use when there are much bigger battles.
1: Much bigger battles. Seems
0: crazy that, to me. But again, is, I haven't personally lived through it. All I have is you. Well. And you, I just, it, it just seems like you've never given a shit about no, things like that. No. Because there is so much more. Because I as a kick result kick someone's
1: ass if they come after
0: me. <laughs> and maybe as a result <laughs> of other shit that we had to go through no. when we were – Growing up.
1: If they call me Tran, y'all, are like, thank you very much. If they call me fat, I'll kick their fucking ass. That's like, okay? <laughs> if I made myself fucking clear, <laughs> you know, it's that's a, a different thing, you know? I mean, uh, hello, look at the C word. Everyone uses the word cunt in London. Cunt in London is bitch and asshole to us, and men are cunts in London. My friend John, you know, he just got attacked, not for being gay, because he's a tranny chaser, one of my boyfriends, but um, he, um, because he yelled at some drunk... Yuppie, and the english guy came after him and john did a karate chop on him and missed and fell backwards cuz that's john and um and the guy kept calling john you fucking cunt you fucking cunt and then the police came and they go and the, john's like he was english how do you know he goes cuz i'm a man and he called me a cunt and i'm like oh you're right he is <laughs> cunt to them means asshole yeah definitely and it's and over here so oh, you can't use that word of course of course many women use it as self empowering word meaning a good thing, like finding your inner bitch, you know, or whatever. But okay. you know, so so, whatever. what do
0: we do? How do we?
1: Well, not weeks
0: again. I'm not in the community, but how do you? Yes, you are. How do you, I get? I'm here because I'm
1: here. I know people, but I'm not like. <laughs> You're in the community, dear, because it's called the world. And everyone's the same. There's no difference between gay, straight, trans, whatever. It's all the same. Because you know what? You're just a soul in your energy. Can we talk about aliens now? Because I'm a gaylian. It doesn't matter what you have. But Brian, it doesn't matter what you have between your legs. It's who. And that's all I'm going to (laughs) say. I made that up myself. You can quote me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, like, how do we uh you know, bridge this
1: gap that we're these gaps that we're building between each other. You don't? No, you don't. It's called life. Nothing's perfect. You know, a lot of people who's like, don't say this. Everything gets to be life is fucked up. That's part of life. Life is also wonderful and gorgeous. And there's also part that's all called life. Kind of like the shrink that I saw for my pink TSD, who wanted to put me on these meds so I wouldn't have nightmares. I'm like I don't want to not have nightmares. I don't want to have five a night. But you know, I'm an artist. I'm a writer. Let's tell Edgar Allan Poe, "Don't ever have nightmares." I want to have somebody's like, no, you should be like this. All I'm doing kind of a uh, yeah, yeah, straight like line, a flat line, a flat yeah. line. You should be like that all the time. And I'm like, I don't want to be flat all the time in, in any way, shape, or form. I don't want to do that. I want to have ups and downs. I don't want it to be where I'm out of control and I hate my life. But life is full of good and bad, kids. That's called life. And that's it. And there's no perfect answers. You're going to get in arguments with people, you know, and it's good to be respectful of each one's thing. But don't let anyone tell you how to live. Don't let anyone dictate to you how you define yourself, fuck them. I mean, really, and you can say it nicely, well, sorry, this is how I call myself. Listen, Lady Chablis, Google her, she died recently. You're probably too young, ask your parents. Speaking of Kevin Spacey, Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil, Brian. Did you ever see that movie? No. It's one of Kevin Spacey's first movies. Okay. okay. I'll tell you my story about him. But anyways, there's lots I've known for, We all know everything in the business for years. But anyways, um, Lady Midnight of Garden of Good and Evil. Um, it was a New York Times best-selling book in like the late 80s or or 90s, and um, it's dictated by Lady Chablis, you know, who's a fabulous queen. We also use that word queen. It's not a bad thing. Some trans people don't like it. Old school, there wasn't the word transgender when I was getting beat up, you know? There was drag queen and queen and things like that. That's what we use, we're comfortable with it. And um, she um, told the book to the the author, Richard, Richard Brandt, last name Brandt. Anyways, but the book deal was, and it was a story about the South. And you know all the murder and all these things that happen in the South, but she knew everything because it's a true story. She was the drag queen performer at one of the biggest clubs, and she had all these hidden stories. So she told him, and it says "Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil," um, story, told by Richard Brand from Lady Chablis. Well, as you know, Clint Eastwood made the movie. It was one of his huge hits. Kevin Spacey's in it. Clint Eastwood's daughter's in it. And Lady Chablis was really clever. She put in her book contract with Halperian, or one of the biggest ones. She said, "If this gets made into a movie." It only gets made if I'm in it, and they tried to push her out. They did not want a real queen playing a queen. They wanted, it's like, Wesley Snipes or something, sure. and she refused, and Clint Eastwood was not amused, and she refused to budge. When she came to New York for that book and movie launch, I hosted her. It was when, I'm Brian, you were little Kim, a little kid at Different Light Bookstore. She, she's black. Well, her skin color's black. I won't say she's black. Her skin color's black. She's Creo. you know? Well, you know, like kind of Creole. and um, she, but a little darker, but she's a beautiful, beautiful woman. She did a, an interview the day before she came to our store. I think it was nineteen ninety, 1990, maybe nineteen ninety-six. She had an interview in New York Times where they said, "Well, being a black, you know, transgender woman," and she said, "Excuse me, th- I'm not that. I'm a white woman. Period." The New York Times fucking freaked out. How dare you? Cause she goes. I was raised by white women. I was raised, my father was white, one of the plantation people from way back. My mother was a beautiful light-skinned Creole. That was his mistress. I'm sure you've seen episodes like this on the Golden Girls when it, happen, when it happened to Blanche. Things happen. And she goes, no. And she goes, I don't, it doesn't matter what color my skin is. I am a white woman. I was raised around white people. This is how, and everyone at the gay bookstore, which is very PC, the next day is like, you know, well, Tina, we're not going to introduce her. She would to be introduced as, you know, the wonderful lady, Shibley, who told a story. And I literally, out of the hundreds of people there, was the only one that stood up for her. You can be whatever you relate to. I, I don't care if you look like a truck driver and you believe you're a woman, you are. You can't be. There's people all over the world in any shape or form, and that's what I'm saying. Don't let people tell you who you are because they will put you in a box. And you know what boxes are for? They're good to bury people, honey. I just made that up. Am I really quotable today, <laughs> Brian? Remind me that so I can put that well, in it's my book on fucking tape. So you're good. Okay, but you know I'll be busy writing. So- <laughs> yeah, that's it okay well i
0: could definitely huh. Huh, huh. i could de- no I, that was fucking fantastic can you tell i had a double espresso <laughs> yeah i'm sitting here like chugging coffee <laughs> as Whoa. you're and i'm just like yeah my Brian and i like
1: caffeine and
0: i'm just watching you like, go off and i'm like okay oh i'm ready
1: right. i was i didn't know i was gonna say any of this shit <laughs> the fuck i don't even know where to go from this so writing oh. books okay yes writing the book Well, this has changed a lot because I was always afraid of offending people. I don't give a shit now because I'm not – oh, oh, that's my – We're getting a phone call? No, we're going to – turn it off. That's my friends in San Francisco calling, but long distance. But no, I'm I'm not really afraid of offending people anymore. Therapy has paid off. I'm not doing anything to hurt people, but I can speak my mind. I live on this planet too, and the book has become that my mother, your grandmother – was a goddamn earth angel and, and it destroyed her because she just sacrificed herself for her children, sacrificed herself for a her husband, molested repeatedly as a child, illegitimate and stunningly beautiful. And you can imagine what that's like. She had no self-confidence and men won't leave her alone. And then she just drank and basically poured herself out to the guy downstairs and anyone else that might be at a bar. If you're a mother needed milk money, or I needed a new coat. Oh, here's where I'm gonna cry. Oh my God. And you know, I had to really look at my mother as a human being, you know, as a woman, you know, and a person, going, look what the fuck she went through. You know, and and she did what she did what she did, Brian, and and of course she would have made different choices, but people do the best they can do, including your mom now, and including friends that I have that or missing and stuff. They're they're trying the best they can do to deal with what they have. Now, should we help them? Yeah. You know, but sometimes you can't. Sometimes you have to wait. But you can keep trying to help them and and maybe you get lucky. You don't give up trying to help, but you also have to let people have their own space too. It's a it's a tough world, you know? Your grandma said the last like year of her life, she said, you know, Timmy. If I never would have gotten involved with Jim downstairs, because she, Ryan, she never drank a drop of booze. Alcoholism destroyed our family. I mean, both of our families, alcohol and drugs, yeah. just wiped, decimated them, decimated our family, de- like, like a nuclear bomb. Like a <laughs> nuclear bomb just destroyed them. Yeah. But Brian and I are artists, and we have that outlet. Not everyone does. Yeah, we and are the only two. The only two. And look at us. We're here. I mean, maybe a beer, and, and for you and for me, it's diet coke. You know, that's my guilty pleasure. <laughs> I'll have I'll have eight please in a row, right for twenty seven hours. But that's it. But um, they um, it just it just destroyed them. But no one talked about things back then, and it's good to talk about all this stuff now. Not everyone has the tools, you know, to do it. And so the book has taught me to put everything out there, but go. You know, but she did have choices, but. I was a woman from the 30s and 40s and 50s. She was uneducated in her choices, although she did know there was a better way how to handle David. Just don't keep him in the attic and living off of her. But he got beat every single day of his life, and that's she was a mom. And,
0: Again, these are these are things that if you're like, what the fuck are they talking about? Oh, our go house. go back. It's a miracle
1: and, we're alive. It really is. Go back and listen
0: to it's a miracle we're alive. First, my first. Uh, Episode with it's a miracle because we we get into all this stuff most pretty poor dad
1: that came from families like us Brian or completely out of our mind on drugs and dad so it's a miracle we're here (sighs) yes and that's it (laughs) but so the book's going well. Um, you know, my editor got laid off for Simon & Schuster. Then I started working with a screenwriter from War Brothers, and she started transitioning and had it Breakdown Live on Turner Classic Movies, I won't name names. And then I started working with one of the biggest gay editors in all history, and he was a a complete misogynistic prick, so much for him. And now, a New York Times bestselling author, which I won't mention names, um, I just spoke to him last night, well, email, and he's going to introduce me to some agents. So he says, but you just keep going, you know, If my book would have been released in like like two years ago if Stu would have been laid off from Simon and Schuster. It would have been a different book, Brian. That's how I feel right now about the
0: album that I'm trying. Oh. to that I'm trying to finish. You know what
1: is this album? Tell well, us. it's it's the
0: new Sykes album. Notice I, I'm
1: turning the tables on you. I,
0: I've been. I mean, <laughs> anybody that listens to the podcast has been hearing me talk about this fucking. And your album is so year. personal. Um, you know, it was ready to. Rec- I was ready to record it this time last year. Yeah. But then, just other things got caught up, and you know, uh, got distracted, life and things. But sure. I think giving it that extra time, this extra year, yes. has turned it into a way better album than it would have been. Cocoon, and it's not like anybody's beating down my fucking door for it. You know, they can, they can wait. How long does wine okay.
1: sit in the shelf until it's any good?
0: <laughs> yes, yes. The new the new Sykes album. Also, up. cheese,
1: fine wine, and cheese. Mm -hmm. And your book, back to you Oh, I mentioned cheese and you mentioned my book Thank you Brian (laughs) You tranny, you tranny cunt But not that that's a contradiction in terms either Because I have an extended clitoris And and a pussy stick Which is the name of one of my new songs It's
0: really good Oh, Oh, we gotta get into music real quick Oh, right. I mean, okay So
1: the book, still working on it Not much else to say Working on it, it's going very well. It's, it's a, putting it's a, pink icing on a tall cake. It's, Hopefully, we'll see it in the next two years, and the movie and the musical. The <laughs> the music has really changed a lot because I'm writing all these songs for the book, like Holy Whore and and they're heavy things. And David's song, Bridget Touches Stars, it's really heavy stuff. But you know, as we know, I'll touch on it quickly because I think I mentioned it three years ago in our first podcast that I become. Each person I write about, I mean I become David when I write about David. And that's, that's frightening. It put me in therapy, Brian. That's what did it. And I, was, I had to become him, getting beaten every day. And because David, our brother, my brother and Brian's uncle was very intelligent. He was just so beaten and so damaged, and he would just lash out in anger. And I had to become Susie, that little girl who had no one, just me, really. You know, and um, it was very tough. And when you become these people, it's tough because sometimes you don't feel like you can get out. You know, you know, like stars Marilyn, my favorite. They use method acting. I use method writing. I really become the people. I mean, I'd I'll be, I'll be wearing literally a flannel shirt and a cap <laughs> writing about David. I'm like, oh, geez, now I fucking look like him. Yeah. And, I, <laughs> and then I'd write about Aunt Betty and I'd wear like a big blonde wig, you know, in silver LeMay in San Francisco and I'd look like an albino because that was Aunt Betty, the albino madam a pyromaniac madam. So it's, it's, I'm really becoming to people and doing it, which is, it's working out good, but I'm learning not to rush. But now is the time to start sending out my new proposals. Everything feels really right now. I was
0: thinking about this earlier, you know, there's that, uh, a fine line between, you know, taking your time and then just, uh, not realizing that you're starting to put things off because you get so used to taking your time. It's like you need to, taking your time, but you still want to make sure you're being persistent and still moving forward yes. a little bit every
1: day, every day. Even if I go to the Starbucks and I sit there for four or five hours and I write two lines, like the author of Lolita, who's one of my favorite authors. I can't pronounce his name. It's Russian. It goes on forever. But, um, <laughs> but he, um, same thing. He goes, I might sit there for eight hours. And his wife was his editor. And she goes, how are you doing? How many lines have you written? And he goes, I wrote two, but they're two very good lines. Yeah, because sometimes it's those two lines you're looking for that transition everything to the next chapter or or next movement of your song and so it's good to take your time but then you go okay enough of that i personally go by the horoscope on my phone no really it's a really good app and it's like 99.9 percent right and it says things like Get up, drink some coffee, and get out. So I'm like, okay. That, that's what your horoscope says. Oh, it's really good. <laughs> I'll show it to you. I swear. I hope they have this on the iPhone. When I have them forced to buy one of those, Virgin Noble. No, but I do want one of those anyways. You know, because I just I just use old school stuff. I mean, I still use like slider things. You know, I'm very like, not that I'm a hipster, but I'm very like kind of retro in my own bizarre way. But no, I really thought. Well, May West believes in. I believe in the stars. I believe in conspiracies. I'm a Galian. I believe in all these things. I don't badmouth Tom DeLonge. I mean, (laughs) I told him about my book already. I don't waste time. No, I'm a real go-getter, but I also had to learn when to cool my jets for my own health, Brian. I mean, I fell in the street how many times writing this book the last four years? Four? Five? I'd write 17 hours and trip in a pothole, and Hell's Kitty is full of, Hell's Kitchen, I call Hell's Kitty. Uh, it's full of potholes, and I'm cracking screens. And I'm like, okay, you know, I need a chill. chill. And then you do it. And like I told you, Brian, and then I'll, I'll take maybe just half a day off, which is hard for me to do. I have to force myself. And I'll take three hours off, and I'll talk to Shannon, we'll have coffee, pink cake, And then my friends will go, okay, leave you to write. I'm going, gee, I only have an hour left. Open the computer, and it flies out of me. Because I took two or three hours off, it flew off of me. Now, if I would have sat down and started writing, it would have been really slow because I'm tired. So you got to you got to rest, Brian. You got to let it percolate.
0: It's it's hard for me to to rest. I have a few years but on I'll, you, dear. I'll, it's
1: not so hard anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you hit fifty nine; it's easy. Oh, I'm tired. Fuck this shit.
0: <laughs> I find that sometimes <laughs> I you know I sit there and I'm trying to work on something, and everything in my head just becomes static. It's all. White noise and I. It's I just.
1: Oh. You know. I don't see you getting writer's block because you're too creative for that. I don't know I d- what writer's block is. I have the I have writer's flood. I just I will. It's too I, much going on at once. Yeah. If
0: something isn't happening with one project, I'll put the lid on it. Good. And then I just move to something else. That's what you should do. But it's I, I hate when I always have
1: like several things in the don't works at once.
0: It. But don't I, hate I guess that. that's
1: the point, right? That's the point. I mean, I literally have been writing the introduction, rewriting. It's already written. hundred I have a hundred fifty page introduction. Please, most people's cheesy ebooks aren't even that long. But um, I've been rewriting it since last a year ago, August, and it's. I've added so much, but out of that, I also added other chapters and and I, you know, I wrote like seventeen songs for the musical. So you go with the flow. And it'll, it's a good little break, you know. Cha- what the, what's that old? A change is as good as a rest, Brian. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> so, music, music, yes, music, 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 music.
0: Let's talk about uh, the song that you you mentioned. You said you were working on some song. Was he of, Stick? That one.
1: Oh. Um, I'm just well, curious well, about started Pussy Stick. I at the Hard Rock and my friend Tori, who was a the manager there. I think he's still there because God knows they're going to all close soon. He, um, well, you know, in, in San Francisco, you know, because San Francisco is very edgy and much edgier than New York, honey. New York is just, you know, f- pretty flat in a lot of ways. You got to go to fucking Brooklyn. That's <laughs> how flat it is. <laughs> no, but it is. New York is just rich people now. It really is. I mean, Patti Smith talks about it better than I ever, ever, you know, can. Where it's just not New York anymore. It's just an outdoor mall for millionaires. It really is. I mean, when CBGB's became a mall, that was kind of the end, which it is. That was kind of the end. But um, San Francisco still has its edge. But out there in San Francisco, do these things called gender fucks. You know, a lot of, you know, a lot of trans people, not all of them, but the young people are much more hipper now, I think, though, Brian, because it's not trying to pass as a woman or a man, I mean, they'll do their full-on drag with a beard, which I think is hot. So in San Francisco, I mean, a lot of the girls refer to their dick as a pussy stick, you know, because when straight men are like, well, I find you really attractive, but you have a penis, and they're like, honey, just think it was a pussy stick, and you know, that and one beer, and <laughs> and they're coming home with you. You know, that's it. So I thought I'd write a song about pussy stick, and I kind of want to do it as a takeoff on kind of grease. like So it's kind of like I like uh, – so It has that musical quality? It has that musical quality. Well, it's kind of like, you know, um, oh, God, what were my lyrics? This I'm so interested to in writing the music for the book now. When it was something hot and sweet, Done. oh, coming – Oh, looking for something, woman, yeah, looking for something hot and sweet. Uh, try a taste of my lady meat. It's something like that. It's kind of a a rap, but it's also like kind of. I want to do it kind of like a a um kind of high school kind of um that kind of
0: thing. Sure, like adolescent kind of tongue in cheek goofy exactly. like just very Exactly. very abrasive and in your face. That real simple. edge. Yeah. Literally in yeah. your yeah.
1: face. But they, I have <laughs> a lot of songs and of course I have Warm, which I'm thinking of just doing with you, Brian, when I come back to Pittsburgh cuz I've started the song with like two um two people and no one can finish anything these days. So you pay them and they don't finish things. I mean, people just aren't focused. You and I, Brian, are very focused, which probably has a lot to do with our tragic upbringing because we had to shut things out. So we're really good at going, okay, this is horrifying. This is a living Quarantentino film that he's stolen from my life and I got to focus. And that's why we, most artists come, especially comedians come from, you know, really bad childhoods and trauma and stuff like that. But um, what was I saying? I can't remember. I'm not focusing. <laughs> Brian, what was I saying uh, about my new songs? Oh, yeah. God, I can't writing, remember. Writing,
0: writing, I don't know.
1: I don't know what I was saying either. What does it matter?
0: We were just talking about. Let's talk about
1: trannies again. Was a- <laughs> <laughs> Anything for ratings. Well, you were talking about worm and how. Oh, worm. You can't. Sorry, I want to do with you. Okay. Which has the word tranny in it? Well, I was a lap dancer at the Blue Angel, <clears throat> a few pounds lighter then. Of course, big Italian man. Like you big, which is why I probably get all mafia men. I mean, they're like a lot of woman, honey. They don't want something skinny, and it's value for dollar. So I was a I'd there to the Blue Angel. Drew Barrymore was there when I started, although I never got to see her. And that was in 98, um, 98, 99, 2000, which is how you used to, make money to come home all the time, besides a different like bookstore. And um, I would sit on all these men, you know, in drag. Oh, and the night was called Drag On You. How rude. I mean, not PC at all. <laughs> and, you know, and, and it was all kinds of people. It was drag queens, transvestites, full-on sex changes, pre-operative gender fucks, all kinds of people. It was a smorgasbord of gender. And one or two real girls with a dildo, you know, just to make it, just to make it interesting. Yeah. And um, we we'll even get, what's a real girl? You can even discuss what's that. I mean, just because you have what a vagina or whatever you do, however you think of yourself. But what's it called, cisgendered? Which gets very confusing for me. That just means people. Don't, I mean, I'm sissy-gendered. I have no idea what they're talking.
0: <laughs> I, I, you know, I admittedly it's from Latin. I tune out on a lot of the uh, pronoun stuff. Um, I'm I, anti noun. I don't, I mean, again, whatever people want to use. Whatever they like. But I do believe that cis is just another word for straight.
1: Well, cis um, is from the Latin, which means same gendered. Okay. My therapist asked me because I'm like, where I, the hell is that coming from? You know, I don't know. It's like. I, well, they have the pronoun thing of Cal Lord, which is like you wear whatever your pronoun. And they said, you know, well, Tina, which pronoun? And I said I wasn't pronoun, I was antinoun. I would rather have people just you can call me he or she, you know, who cares? Like like Rue says. But I'm like, whatever. But um I said, instead of instead of using he or she, just use T. Is that T's bag? Where did T go? Yeah. You can use that. Or you could say here, as long as you don't mean it as an insult. Like if I'm on some stupid right wing show and I'm in high drag, you know, and some asshole interviewer just keeps saying he and he over to be a prick, then I'll just start calling him she. Oh, totally. There's been more than enough situations
0: of people that I know that, you know, were he want to be called she now. And And you
1: respect that. Definitely,
0: 100%. You know, it's just some people don't care. Yeah, but you know, do. for me, it's just again. You know, I
1: you don't know. What I don't talking. have to.
0: I don't. I don't personally live through it, so yeah. it's so hard for me to just keep up with. There's a lot of other pronouns that people use that I don't even know. Oh, well, there's shipping, my head, she, she keish, z, z. Yeah, there's some like ones that I just I, I don't even know what any. And of... I'm
1: a Galian. I'm inventing <laughs> my
0: own thing. Yeah, I just I don't I don't know what all of it is. But I'm like okay like you know whatever well, I whatever think you there's are, one university
1: fun. which has like 49 and my friend Kate whose daughter is like you know gender fluid um is um she's struggling with that and you know and Kate is a little confused and Confused with that. Kay's probably going to hear this, of course. <laughs> Hi, Kay. But um, she's like, why is there so many? It just makes things even more confusing. I was like, no, it just makes things more comfortable. You just ask them, what do you prefer? And they'll tell you. If you call someone she and go, you know, I really prefer Z. Well, then now you know. I mean, I have a friend who, who's transitioning. And, and now, before identified as she, and now goes by he and goes by Lee. And they, I was talking on Facebook. And and, and, and Lee's like... You know, I'm Lee now. And, you know, and I'm like, oh, okay, then you're Lee. That's, that's who it is to me. people call me Tim Tina. And I'm before, I mean, everyone in New York pretty much calls me Tina Bene because that's who I am. Back home, they call me Tim. Timmy's a very nice name. It's actually, Timothy is also, I believe, a name used for Jewish women during the biblical days. They were pretty butch back then, you know. <laughs> no, it's, ah, oh, you're making fun of Jewish women. It's like, oh, please give me a break. But um, well, you know what can I say? You know, uh, Madonna is a very hairy woman. Uh, why did I want to start talking about that, but <laughs> well, you know what's wrong? There are butch women. What's wrong with that? There are femme men.
0: I think it's fa- just, I think a lot of people get hung up on the vocabulary. They do. It, they're. It's not. They. They're not even. You can say that you have positive intention. Yeah. But that doesn't. Really matter? It seems it's the fact that they just don't like the vocabulary. Well, they can. and you're using words well, they can go to hell that they don't like, Fuck and them. it's it's a problem for them.
1: Tough shit. My life isn't here to fucking please you. Do you feel- look who the fucking president is? <laughs> you think he gives a shit? Yeah. You know? I mean, come on. That's, that's I'm, And then I won't then I won't use those words to refer to you, but I'll use them to refer to all my friends who identify. Well, uh, With the word you find is offensive because that's what they like. I think
0: that, you know, again, anybody can call themselves whatever they want. Be whoever they want. I super respect exactly. that. You know, you you can't control, you know, no. how you were born no. and who you are. Exactly. But you can't <clears throat> control being an asshole. Yes. And regardless of your gender, Duh. whether you're left wing, right wing, straight, yes. gay, galian,
1: Thank dinosaur,
0: you. whatever, Thank you. whatever you are. Tyrannosaurus. You shouldn't get a pass just because you are a minority. You know, no. if you're an asshole, you're an asshole.
1: If someone's using a word to insult someone, they're being insulted. Yeah. If they're using a word because that's how they call people. I mean, I mean, come on. I worked at Hard Rock for years. I'm like, you know, you know, every guy, you know, from the hood in the stockroom, room, they called each other nigga this and nigga that. You know, I might not walk up to them and say, hey, nigga, what's up? You know, but they might not walk up to me and say the same thing to me. They, I mean, who knows? Well, of course, I like the word tranny, so it did not bother me. It's, oh, teeny, you're a hot tranny. I'm like, thanks. It's just, it's so, <laughs> it's so strange <laughs> for me.
0: Again, just going back to how I was personally raised and what I grew up around yeah. and the racism in the family. It's, oh, it's horrible! Uh, you know, and- it's really.
1: I'm <laughs> shocked. I was shocked by that when I went back in the nineties. I lived in London for ten years, which is the opposite of America. I mean, you know, people over there are black and Indian, but I mean, there is racism, but it's not as it's, it's not it's so. Um, It's not so blatant as in America. I mean, interracial dating that happened in London was no big deal. I mean, there might be some problems, but it wasn't like this. I mean, when I first went back to Pittsburgh in the 90s, I mean, the black people did not sit with the white people on the bus. And I said to your mom, because Susie's like, we have to sit in the back. I'm like, well, that's novel. The white people sitting in the back of the bus. I'm like, why can't I sit in the front? She's like, well, that's, you know what? black people sit i'm like why can't i sit up there my boyfriend's black you know in new york he has a foot fetish why can't i sit up there and She's like, no no sit back here you know but i'm like what the hell and the gays didn't even mix with the lesbians when i went to the pegasus bar i mean they're like oh that's where the lesbians sit i'm like what the fuck is this trust me when you come from new york no one cares about that shit yeah i mean who cares that's why trust me tranny is not insulting we wear it as a fucking badge we're alive and by the way we invented that word not our oppressors so you know that's that's the thing so it was really weird going back there seeing the racism and the sexism i mean i told paul brosden i was dating a black guy and i thought he was gonna crash the fucking car (laughs) in giant eagle (laughs) what even jackie was like what and I think Paul said to me, we're well, not going to sit with him, are you, when we go to the Pegasus? I'm like, well, Mom, unless he's there. <laughs> I don't think he followed me from New York. No, it is. Maybe he did. Tranny chasers are like that. Oh, no, I said it again. But um, no, it's, just, it's bizarre. It is, it's, it's really bizarre for me. But again, a lot of kids with words and stuff like that. And I don't want to put them down because they're kids and they have their own they have their own yeah. story and their own journey. But again, we didn't have words like transgender, cisgendered, gender queer. We it's didn't have not, those words. The uh, yeah, drag queen queen tranny.
0: I don't know how many times I'm going to say it's not my place to comment on these things. Cuz yes, I it is. your part of like the world. not. I know, I agree with with your saying what you're saying. I am a human being. Yeah. But in terms of coming up in that environment, I'm not yeah, okay. you know, I'm not a minority in any sh- way shape or form i'm yeah. i'm pretty i'm a pretty fucking normal boring white guy not normal, but Brian. um what the fuck's i gonna say i you know i i this the way that i grew up and seeing how you came up in it and people in our family and oh. it's you know part of me can't help but think like if your biggest issue is with the vocabulary people were using you know you are going to have a really hard time dealing with the real world cuz there's Thank like you. a lot there's bigger problems than yourself yes. the world's so much bigger than you and i you know i hate to say this the world's bigger than like your community of people and you're yes. so, even so. Yes. it's bigger than you it's bigger than your community of people yes. and i like how you keep bringing me back into saying like you know you are we're all the same we're all people we're and i think souls. i think a lot of people have a hard time Doing that and saying that and understanding that, but everybody I thought gets, it was very different. With everybody young gets kids. really caught up in themselves. I think it may. I think I don't know gender I, politics. I, I think that like the the gender politics. It's stuff, the internet. I think, I do think the internet. is to God. I don't think the internet's helping. Because uh,
1: they spend all their time in their own head all day. Or well, people that yeah. think just like them. Well, I you think. You join it's, groups where everyone thinks just like them. Sure, you. sure,
0: sure. You have your echo chamber thing. And yeah. I think it's the internet's great because you get to meet those like minded people. Yeah. But. The problem is that the real world doesn't operate the way that the internet operates. It's not just a Yahoo group. Well, yeah, that, I'm
1: dating myself, a Yahoo group. Who talks about that
0: anymore? I'm old. It's two different things. And I think it's just like seeing like this weird disconnect now between yeah. myself and the people that are, you know, 10 years younger than me. Because, you know, I didn't – we didn't have the internet and all this social media and shit when I was in high school. I mean I was graduating – graduated yeah. in 2004 – and, like, MySpace was just becoming a thing. And we had, like, the AOL yeah. instant messenger chats. We didn't yeah. have, like, kids in middle school now that have fucking Snapchat and Facebook yeah. and Twitter and it's all this other shit. It's a whole different yeah. world. And I think that they're just connected in a way that I will never understand. I got to get, like, a fucking, like, 18-year-old Person on this podcast and talk to them and be like, how does your brain work? I don't understand it.
1: Well, I thought the young kids, now nah, I'm using the word kids again. You know, when you get to a certain age, everyone, any yeah. anyone under 30. Someone's like, probably gonna be offended that a you're kid. calling them kid. Well, tough shit. I'm so, <laughs> I'm sorry you're offended, but to me, you're a kid. I'm fucking 59. <laughs> and I'm to you, I'm an old queen, and I'll wear that proudly, honey. Um, you know, and, and a fat old queen, but gorgeous and drag, thank God for well boning. Oh, now someone's gonna attack me because my corset has well boning in it. That course is from 1920. Uh, it's dead. It's not I can't bring it back to life, Brian. I can't bring it back to life. But um no. Uh, but I thought the younger people today, they were much more gender fluid and open to just about anything. You know, I think that I mean, they uh, You they, gotta be a rebel.
0: They are, but at the same time, it seems like there's a lot of pushback from people, from those people in regards to anybody that's outside of their group you know what i mean it's like well that's their loss there's a lot of things where like i have friends online mm. that you know are just like hey like you know i you know i don't want like like i don't want to hang out with these kind of people or people that talk a lot of shit on like white cis males and stuff and this is like mm. i'm a white cis male and i think i'm like i mean i'm like I'm just as awful and just as great as anybody else, you know. He's like I'm a else. fucking human being. I a mean, human being. You know? It's not all pretty. But, you know, at the same time, I'm not over here, like, whining about it. Because also, I understand, you know, I've never Ooh. had to go through getting beat up sure. for, you know, my sexual preference or anything. You, you know, know, I pretty normal life. Just had to— On another planet, you just might. Had, just had to, you know, dodge
1: swings from mom. <laughs> That's about it. I can't believe she <laughs> hit you. That was shocking to me during the first interview. I mean, yeah. My mom only slapped my face twice because I swore a couple times. I mean in retrospect, you know,
0: I I just think that, you know, my mom was young and I just don't think she she knew such a tragic child. She didn't know how else to handle it. You know, that's how she
1: was dealt with. No. So she was never hit. Susie was never hit or anything like that. Okay. Never. But she saw so much violence. She saw my mom hit left, beaten constantly. Every day of her life. I mean, it was me grabbing her and pulling her away from the violence. Yeah, and that's how she was raised. But you yeah. know, um, you know, she internalized a lot of that and got involved with inappropriate, it's, rotten men. It's just—it's
0: all this is so weird, you know. I low wish-
1: self-esteem, Brian. That's what it is. I low wish- self-esteem.
0: Yeah, you know, I just anytime I see. Something online or in discussion <sighs> with my friends in my head. I'm just kind of like, what would Timmy do? What would what would Timmy oh, say no. or think about this, you know? Because, again, Aww. it's just like.
1: Well, honey, I don't got all the answers. I know. You know. Yeah. I mean, I didn't, It's oh.
0: just It's so weird to me because there's people that I know that, you know, they didn't even see any black people until they went to college because they grew up in the middle of, like, ohio or something my school was three force black yeah like I. yeah Yeah. Uh, you know i would in like in a weird way i was almost the minority in grade school you know there there was definitely a lot more people of color in my grade school than me and i got picked on for being white on the bus Never got like beat up or anything, but you know, I'd get sure. like picked on, and people would ask me like, you know, like sure. try to make fun of me for like uh, not listening to like Dr. Dre or something. Oh, but then we all became friends because we all liked Mortal Kombat and the same video games, and we realized we were all fucking people.
1: You're all people, you know, Brian. You just gotta used- lear- learn learn yes. how to
0: make those connections with people that are different than you, rather than always trying to push people away that are different.
1: Brian, example, you remember cousin Jennifer?
0: You yeah. Jennifer at uh,
1: all? Uh, Maybe piece of work. God bless her. But she was adopted, had issues with that, and read the book. Um, because her mother was mentally insane. They did a fast adoption. Oh my god, I'm gonna get sued left and right. Hey, it's okay. I haven't mentioned any last names. But anyways, um she um would get harassed every day in high school when I went with her, because our high school was our high school was you know, like three-fourths black Yeah, in the 70s. And I would get harassed and threatened to get beat up by like white jocks, homophobic jocks. Not all of them, just some of them. And the black girls would protect me. They just loved me, though, because I was flamboyant. Because I wore the same clothes as them. <laughs> Jennifer's like, he no, he's like, why is Timmy dressing like a black girl? My mother's like, and my mother's by then she's drinking, you know, trying to pay the rent with whoever will give her rent money, you know. And I would shop at the merry-go-round. I wore Brian when I was 15, 16, 17, 18. I wore crushed velvet hip-huggers that only black girls wore, and, and like baseball tops, and rouge! It's a school and they would protect me. Now they would be Jennifer up every day because Jennifer was really prejudiced towards them. If they sat down beside them, she'd move away because they were black. And they're going to kick your cousin's ass after school because she's prejudiced. And we love you because we love queens. You're funny and that kind of thing, right? Now, Jennifer would come up to me the same day, and go, Timmy, can you walk me home? Because Janice Jackson and all those, the big black girls are going to beat the shit out of me. I'm like, well, maybe you should stop moving away from them when they sit down beside you. And she just wouldn't look at me like, how could you even suggest that? It was like I was down south in the '60s, saying, you know, why don't you use the bathroom with the little collar girl? Yeah, back then they were called color girls, you know, and, and like they looked like I was insane that I would even consider that, and I would have to protect her. And the only reason they wouldn't beat her up, they go, "Timmy's with you, but when he's not with you, we're gonna kick your ass." But um, yeah, they also loved my mother because you know she was dressing very vibrantly at that time. She had to get the rent somehow at the other place, but um, yeah, it was um. It's a different world, Brian. It's funny it, though, isn't it? Life. It, it's
0: you know. It's it's. I see a lot of people younger than me in my peer group to some extent that are dealing with things that you know. I I saw, I've like heard that you went through, and I've seen you and other people that I know go through. But like, I experienced all of this so fucking long ago, and everybody. Well, polit- the, every, the way yeah. people like. Can't seem to handle things now versus then. It was just so much of a like how you are
1: now, like, honey. I was not there. Like there's in a computer. There's like I this, was on the street getting a shit kicked out of. Yeah, me. there's like this. Like,
0: <gasps> I was in a chat room. There's like a, a different sense of uh, self empowerment. Yeah, it seems. Yeah, verse from like people that are older in the generation gap to younger we people survived. now. It's like self empowering now seems to be you know internet. Uh, yeah. Your your group of people there and getting everybody to defend you online. And that's fine too. Which I mean, I'm not saying that's not important, but no. in like the real world, I don't know. Again, well, Brian, I you have know what no, I, I can't comment Brian, on this. I'm just. I love everybody and I well, want everybody should. to be happy and I want to understand. You do
1: know, when you were speaking of that.
0: But I feel like I just hate seeing people that I feel are making, them, like, making themselves like extra, like making situations not necessarily worse for themselves, but more complicated because they're, because they're scared. They're stressing over things that are just so like minuscule in the grand scheme of things. I mean I'm I'm trying to leave this very vague because it's not my place, but I just
1: I don't know. I just I just worry about people And living in their own bubbles. Yeah. Well, you know what the theme song was? My generation of activism, of gay activism, and in my day, gay meant everything. It meant trans, lesbian, bi. We just had one word, it was fucking gay. You know, and then there was also lesbian and bi, but gay kind of meant everything back in the early 70s. Yeah. And the theme song was out of the closets and into the streets. Okay. Life. That was it, and you got just shit kicked out of you. But you know, politics is very important, Brian. You know how political I am. I'm very political, and I will fight uh, to the death. You know, you know anyone's right, including my own, unless they're complete assholes. <laughs> but you know, unless they're, unless they're wrong. But um, no. When I was living in London, Brian, and this is London, which is so much less homophobic than America. I mean, boy, George. And Bowie never would have come out of America, honey. Let's face it. You could do Alice Cooper, but he was about violence. And she wasn't a pretty girl. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> you know, enough. Bowie and George, you know, were, were pretty. That was much more threatening to like, you know, straight, you know, America. because It's Puritan and things. But anyways, um, nothing ever happened to me in London. And then Margaret Thatcher, you know, that cunt, and I will use that word, as asshole or bastard that they use over there every day. I could say... Bitch or bastard, whatever, but let's pretend we're in London. And that's the C word they use. Now, like I said, they use it with men repeatedly because it doesn't have a gender over there like it does here. Anyways, um, uh, she passed an anti-gay law, which included men, women, everything. And if you were a school teacher, a postmaster, anything, you could be fired if anyone even suspected you of being gay. And it's called Clause 28. And boy George, love boy George, did huge, big, great song, which I'll tag you in Facebook. It's a great dance record called No Tlaws 28, 1988. I was never beaten. I was never harassed. The day she passed that law, I went to Piccadilly Circus with two of my friends, two of my sisters. We're all in androgynous semi-drag, and we got the shit kicked out of us because she said it's okay to beat them up. Now, that's fucking important. Sally, like those apples just, that's what's important I mean it's like fucking because she said it's okay that's important that's where it's important I'm not behind a computer dictating what words people are allowed to use I'm in the fucking street and that's important and that's why that's important but that's but everything you said Brian if someone doesn't like a word okay like, say if I went home okay and I am coming home in the spring I'm gonna bring Chuck with me who's a pisser <laughs> and we're gonna be at the blue moon and if there's a lot of young kids in there, there right, I'm using kids again. Fine, I, it's kids, I'm old. To me, it's a kid. But if I'm F in there, man, it as a compliment. Believe me, when you get to me my age, you wish someone was calling you a kid again. <laughs> Actually, I like being 59. It's good. It's not as good as 69, but it'll do. So, um, <laughs> is, every, is every queen that comes up to me, am I going to go, oh, girl, you're a hot, tranny mess. Am I going to say that to everyone? Actually, I might, because that's me. I might just say that. I might say, I'm offended by that word. I'm like, okay, then you're just a hot mess. (laughs) You're a hot, transgendered mess. You know, whatever, but I'm not going to just say things. I want to say, hi, how are you doing? I like to greet people as a person. But if you get to know someone and you see they have a sense of humor and they're seeing the world like you're seeing it, you know, you're wearing your iHeart tranny shirt or whatever. And you're saying, nigga, what's up? You're like, I'm sorry. You know, <laughs> to your friends who happen to be black and are like, call me that. You know, it works for me. It, it, you know, people use the word bitches all the time. I would never say that word for the longest time. You know, you're watching Jon Stewart. He's going, hey, bitches. And I'm like, oh, how rude. How dare you use that word? But it just means everybody. You know,
0: but yeah. I just, I want you know. I, just I think that it's say very hey bastards. I just, I think that you know, there's you know, there's a gen or uh, uh, generational gap, and also I just think like an environmental gap between you know kids that grew up in the middle of nowhere <laughs> and are living in a city now like Pittsburgh that's yeah. a big city to them. It is a big city versus you know somebody like New York today
1: or London that came. You, you,
0: yeah, you know, I just yeah. think that.
1: I mean, honey, Maybe I mean
0: it's thick like a thicker skin or something. Please. For years. My friends and I, I were know.
1: getting chained up to St. Patrick's Cathedral fighting for drugs because all of our friends were dying every day. I mean, you know, and we're like, you know, who, who cared? We're like, you know, you're killing fags. We have the signs in our hand. You know, and-, and What the, was like that? Was that
0: like around uh, like- the like 80s. The, 80s it's the mid-80s. Okay. You know, mid-80s.
1: I tried to chain myself up to St. Patrick, Patrick's Cathedral. There's actually a chapter of that in my book, but, you know, only the ACT UP members, you know, only people who are willing to get arrested, you know, who belong to the group. You can look it up. We're getting, but I stood outside, you know. I was wearing just a big ACT UP t-shirt and a fake fur coat. And when that the minister came out and had that thing that the Catholics use- What's that ball? Has a smoke coming know. out of it. I know it? what
0: you're talking about. I don't know what the he hell he was it's called. swinging
1: it back and forth over us heathens. There was thousands of us. It was right when I came back from London. Um, so that was right before I came home to see you. So that was what year was that? That was 19. No, oh, that was 1990. And I screamed at him like Tulula Bankhead because he had his big cloak on and he was like putting it over our heads, like oh you you revolutionary singers you you know. And I said I said. I said, love the dress, but the purse is on fire. I (laughs) I didn't think of that. That's the little head. I don't think he fucking heard me. There was two thousand people there. Yeah, but you know, but I also went down when they chained themselves to Grand Central. They chained themselves to Wall Street. I was there. I had my Act Up things, my pink triangles. Sometimes people would see me on the news, and I was because my friends were dying. You know, and and I fought. You know, and and you know, and that 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 was it. (laughs) <laughs> but people call you, a, I mean, somebody could call you a faggot in the street, and you're like, what a fucking asshole. But at the same time, you know, we all worked at Boy Bar. We're like, you know, fag is much more flowery. Even, it's more flowery. I like it better. It's like, oh, girl, you're such a fag. It's like, thank you. <laughs> like, it's self empowering. You know, yeah, it's the kind of thing. You, it's you, that's the whole it's history of taking words off people and turning it around and going, you know, it doesn't hurt. Because I think it's fucking fabulous. Because I wouldn't want to be you. Because that's not me, and it'd be very boring to me. So I'd rather be fabulous the way I am. You know, fabulous. You know that, that kind of thing.
0: But you know, but, I, I think but, that it's important. You know, for it's an everybody group to, to know like what makes them definitely. I think it's important for everybody to be comfortable. And Everybody to have their yeah. their their space in the world where they can be themselves. <laughs> but I also think. Life too short to not have fun.
1: Yes. And so also
0: you need at some point in time you need to learn how to express your views to the people around you that don't agree with you. Yes. In a way that is, you know, like stern. Yes. But you know, welcoming of productive conversation.
1: It is. But you also because have to understand, Brian, older people like me, our politics were um, um, our politics were all were were was very confrontational because we had to be noticed. Totally. I mean, if people are on computers and chat rooms, they're not are all in chat rooms. They get out there and do demonstrations and stuff like that. But now you're more respected. The cops are going to beat you up because you're walking down the street in a dress. In my day, they well, fucking did. Well, yeah, they fucking arrest you.
0: Yeah, and everybody didn't have a a camera in their pocket to so upload it alive, to the internet. You're going right
1: to arrest me? I am a fucking fact. Suck my dick. Which actually. Is one of the first sentences, if not the first sentence now, in my book. Because <laughs> I did it to construction workers. My Maryland dress blows up and I was with Chuck or John Boone. I got to find out who I was with. And I told him to suck my dick. Because, you know, they think I'm a, when I'm in drag honey, I don't try to be passable. I just happen to be. And when these construction workers are screaming at me and my dress blows up and I told them in 1999 to suck my dick, there's a lot of women of all kinds of genders on the planet who've been harassed by men who would love to turn around and lift their dress and say, you know what? Suck my dick. And that's very empowering. I know maybe some people will think, oh, oh my goodness, what are you doing? You're making trans people look bad. And it's like, well, no worse or fed up or angry than anyone else in the world. There's a place for anger. There's a place for suck my dick. Even if whatever, if you have one or not, you can call it whatever you want. <laughs> you know? There's a place for anger. You know? But, but again, Brian, it's... You know, being everything you know, the internet and bubbles—it's very insulating, and it's which is good. It helps you believe in yourself. But when you get out in the world, you know. But not everyone wants to be confrontational. Sometimes I think people. I mean, I've learned this just with my book. Trying to get it published. I thought it would go a certain way. I didn't know my editor was going to get laid off at Simon & Schuster. I didn't know my co-writer, Warner Brothers, was going to have a breakdown while she was transitioning. I didn't know this famous editor I worked with was going to be, you know, such a cocksucker. I mean, and not, I don't mean in a good way. It was horrible. (laughs) Horrible. I was shocked. So now I just go with the flow. But I'm not afraid to speak my mind now. I'm not afraid now to say, well, fuck you. And I mean that with all respect, like go to hell and have a nice life. And this is what I'm doing. Not everyone's gonna agree with you and that's okay. Not everyone has to like you. You know, your grandma would always say that to me. When I call up and go, God, my boss is being horrible to me. And she's like, Timmy, not everyone is gonna like you. I'm like, what do you mean? Of course they are. Cause you know, my mom, your grandma grew up trying to make everyone like her. Cause she was illegitimate and molested repeatedly. And that could be quite a pattern of trying to please people because you think you're so much less. Yeah, so much less. And then she got to the point where she's drinking at 70, and I'm like, fuck it, this is the way it is. You know, my life was so horrifying. If I'm gonna drink an entire gallon of Mogan David, and she did, this is as, this is as good as I can get it. And I had to accept that too. You know, one day when when your mom and David stole all of grandma's neck pills to sell or to snort, whatever they were doing with them, God bless them both, um, my mom drunks. And I'm trying to solve it. You're a little kid. And I'm kind of back there trying to go like, you can't take her pain pills, you can't do this. Like, well, I'm trying to solve everything. And she sat up in the bed, Brian. This is like 1996, 98, when things started getting really bad again. You know where they were kind of almost okay when I was back? And then things started getting worse. Cause you know, if things aren't resolved, they just don't get better you know it's like a sword i don't think things got better i just think that it was more exposed it wasn't that and pink icing wore off no i it just, just think it'd be okay and
0: then i it's think just- shit was always goofy i just think they were everybody got distracted kind of caught up in their own shit like my mom was dealing with awful boyfriends
1: horrifying
0: so she was never around
1: never around and then yeah.
0: david was just kind of had free reign to do whatever the fuck he wanted in yeah. the house
1: in the house and my mom sat up my and i was st-
0: starting to get that was when i was starting to get a little bit older too so i was i wasn't always just hanging out at grandma's At grandma's house, house or yeah. at mom's you know i was old enough to go out and do things Good and hang out with my friends something. so yeah i was like at the mall or just riding a skateboard or playing video you know like i was fucking off with my friends too
1: so i wasn't around and well, that was it grandma sat up in bed drunk Drunk with her, her pink negligee feathers, and she's like, which is kind of balding. They're all falling off of her and catching on fire at the stove, setting herself on fire. And I'm like, trying to blow them out. And she and, and she go, Timmy, just go back to New York. You can't fix anyone here. And she's drunk, saying, You can't fix Susie. You can't fix David. And you can't fix me. I'm 70 years old, and I'm just gonna drink because of the horror I went through. It's the only thing I could do to get me to forget my horrifying life. And her life was just so tragic, but she was so full of love that nothing. But she was invincible with that, she raised you. She didn't have to do that. She could have said, I'm raising this kid. My life was hard enough. But she adored you. You were everything. And you just, you, I don't think you're too, you remember, you idolized her. I mean, you and my grandma, I mean, brought me oh, yeah. everything She was the her. best. She was the, be- the but best. But a heart of gold. Oh, yeah. And? And had 28 alien characteristics. I'll talk about that the next podcast. <laughs> I wrote Tom DeLonge already. Yeah. Now the thing is, it's true. She had every one. The extra vertebrae, the rarest blood type. She had them all. I have four of them. She had them all, which makes me wonder about my father. If he was like one of those reptilian kind. Oh, oh well. But anyway. <laughs> yeah, we'll have
0: to save it for the next
1: one. <laughs> that's another thing. But um, But she's like, you can't help us. And I was like, and it was a, I mean, ironically enough, that was a sobering moment for me. She's drunk out of her mind, sitting there with Susie trying to get the drugs off of David, David trying to get him off of Susie. And I'm going, and she's like, just go back to New York, honey. You can't solve anything here. And I was like, wow. She was right. Yeah. And I plan on looking for your mother when I go back. Chuck's coming with me. And it might end horribly. But it actually, but that's part of life too. She might not answer the door. She might, it might be scary. She might see me and hug me and go, oh my God, thank God. You never know. But I got to try. You know, that's me. Not everyone has to try. That's me. I'm going to give it a shot. But I'm not going to. I'm a little bit better off emotionally and financially with a little advance or something. So if it is really scary, I can go hit the clinic counter immediately and buy lots of makeup and get dressed up and go to the blue moon and call everyone tranny. <laughs> I get the shit kicked out of me by kids.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's a great way to wrap up the episode.
1: (laughs) And that's that episode. I'm going to get all this hate mail now and all I have to say in the words of Joe and the words of Bette Midler, fuck them if they can't take a joke. And remember, life is funny. And, you know, you got to take yourself seriously, but you also have to laugh at yourself, too. But that doesn't mean you have to take someone who's being deliberately rude to you who's being a complete asshole. Yeah. If someone's calling you something online that you don't like, like, you know, you fucking tranny or you fucking fag, you fucking gay, you say, suck my dick, fuck you, you piece of inbred breeder shit. And that's fine. And then be like, oh, that's great. And then delete them and report them. (laughs) Real quick. Yeah. And that's what you do. You know, but if someone says, hey girl, do you want to go to tranny shack with me? It doesn't mean they're insulting you. It doesn't mean to go, how dare you call it tranny? That's the biggest club in San Francisco. And believe me, these girls fight for transgender people. It's called Tranny Shack. It's a takeoff of Love Shack. It's called Tranny Shack. Everyone goes there. And um, they don't mean it to be bad. And on that news, I will say, have a Doris Day and a Gladys (laughs) Night.
0: And that is all, folks. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the conversation.
1: Charming,
0: Timmy. Thank you so much. Bye bye. Thank you for always hosting. Oh, Yeah, you
1: call me that name. Thank no. you, for,
0: <laughs> Tina. <Yeah>. Bonnie. <But> <laughs> anyone
1: or Tima. You could combine them together.
0: Thank you for always hosting me when I'm here.
1: Anytime, bring your friends back. Anytime. And <laughs> and
0: uh yeah that's that you know i'll be back again next week with another episode same time same place same channel you know the drill my name is sykes start the beat 2017 it's one of the last episodes of the year oh
1: my god high
0: heels Woo! 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 thanks for listening is that it that's it
1: can i play my uh, close encounters Ringtone one more time. I don't give a shit. Can we? I want to add it because I'm a Galian. Because that's my thing. Brian, can you call me real quickly? Uh, yeah. Brian has to call me because I just love my new ringtone. And then we'll close it. We're just gonna close on the ringtone. I'm not gonna say anything else. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay, it's on. Brian, sounds, sounds exactly like you and me farting at night after the Starbucks sandwiches that I get out of the garbage. And good night. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. Oh, God. Me and the Trannies go down and dumpster die. That's what we do, girls. Girl. Oh, will that be edited at all? I'll think of the hate mail you're going to get.